The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 31st of January and the time is 10 o'clock. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. I'm your host, Neelam, and joining me in the studio today is my lovely guest, Jamie. Good morning. Good morning, Neelam. Good how to be back. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. And how are you, ja- Jamie? I'm brilliant, yeah. Very busy at the moment, like uh, we were saying, yes. but um, good, yeah, productive. Okay. Yeah, so did you have um, a good drive into the studio today? I did, yeah. It was an easy drive this morning, believe yeah. it or not. No traffic. No, no traffic, yeah. yeah. That's, that's nice to hear, because I had some traffic as I was coming in. I was thinking, please, no, and then it just cleared up, and I was like, oh, great. So this was quite... I got to the studio quite quickly actually so uh, that was nice um so a busy productive week i hope <laughs> yes yeah lots oh. of clients um oh. with the january health kickstart mm. on our adult healthy lifestyle program so mm-hmm. very busy for the team at the moment but wow. um good That's good great. to meet new people and get out and about in the community yeah. i love it I know, and and making a change, that's always nice when you've done something positive. So you can come back and feel like you've done your deed for the day. So Exactly, yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's it's actually, for me, it's felt like um, quite a long week. Um, Mm. I don't know, did you find that the week was long? (laughs) No, no, No. fly by. (laughs) Flew by for me, yeah. I just felt like it dragged on and the kids were like, it's Friday. And I was like... (laughs) Yeah, I know about time too, but they they feel like it, it it's gone really quick, and I thought mm. it's just um, dragging on. And and uh, I said to them, I just don't feel like it came Friday came quick enough really for me. But um, we have got half term in a couple of weeks, so um, I'm looking forward to that again. So that'd be quite nice. Yeah. But um, the weather's been playing a bit of tricks on us. Um, I you know, know. Yeah, up and down, a bit miserable, yeah, a bit chilly again. Yeah. I know, and and the and the signs of snow was becoming um, a. a Quite the kids were coming are quite optimistic about yeah. it being oh it's going to snow again because it got it dropped really cold earlier on in the week and mm. I, even I thought oh actually it may but now it just feels a bit warm again so yeah it's back up yeah it's, it's just bizarre so yes um and it's actually the end of January today I know that's the hardest Flew thing by. to come to terms with <laughs> yeah I think January has just flown by so um yeah um listeners we are live on air we are reaching out to all our uh, listeners in Luton and surrounding areas we are also live on um, the Inspire FM webpage where you can listen to us through TuneIn and we are live on the Facebook camera where you must like the show and also you can put uh, forward your comments or questions uh, uh, regarding the show um, and anything that you'd like to do to join in for the discussion there. Um, we are taking in text messages on 0779 that's text message or WhatsApp on that same number um, and you can share your views opinions thoughts or any questions that you have for my guest today um, on that number Um, if you do miss the show we are repeated at nine o'clock tonight so you can catch up with the show then now, as always, um, I have a couple of headlines that I like to go through that I think is a bit relevant to uh, my listeners. Um, a bill proposes a ban on plastic waste exports. Mm-hmm. So the rule presented to the UK Parliament is aimed at protected poorer nations against becoming the dumping ground for unwanted rubbish. Exporting polluting plastic waste will now be banned or restricted under a new law. What do you think of that? I think it's very positive. Yeah, mm. I think we use a lot of plastic in the UK, don't we? So yeah. that's that's definitely a positive move. Yeah, and and I thought that it was very good that because yeah, we we uh, I mean, a lot of the richer countries are gu- guilty of doing that, where we just dump it to the poorer nations, yeah. yeah, and just let them deal with it. So um, that would be very good. I think uh, um, a, a bill like that would actually. Um, make it quite um, productive uh, globally and not just mm. for, for, for your own country. So, yes, all good with that one. Uh, the nursery putting fitness at the heart of their learning. Mm. So the, t- t- the statistics are terrible. Study after study shows children all over the world are weaker, do less exercise and are less fit than in the past. Despite the slight improvement last year, fewer than half of 5 to 16-year-olds 
um, still achieve the government's recommended 60 minutes of exercise a day. So many experts believe exercise needs to start from a very early age, which is why Teddy Bears Nursery in West Somerset is actually taking this opportunity and encouraging a lot of moving throughout their day mm, at nursery. That's brilliant. That's such a good thing. And, mm. and, and it's actually encouraging children to get physical from a young age because yes. if they're used to being mobile and running and they showed pictures. I mean, if you continue reading on the article, they show pictures where they get the children to a roll a ball into a hoop or jump from hoop to hoop. Brilliant, so all that coordination. It's, yeah, so it's a lot mm-hmm. of um, eye coordination and getting them to actually physically move and it's not just running around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually physically doing skills. So I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, it's a brilliant initiative. Mm. I think a lot of children's centres and nurseries are following the same practice across mm. the country as well. Mm. There's a lot of schemes coming out at the moment, support and kind of health and well-being like the Early Years Healthy mm. London Award. Mm. Um, and that encourages, again, a lot of nurseries to uptake practice, to encourage families to move more across mm. the day and mm. uh, eat a healthy, balanced diet as well. Yes, yes. Which kind of nicely brings us into today's show, yes. uh, where we will be discussing uh, weight management and how we can improve our relationship with food and exercise. Because uh, uh, these are both um, things that we, we all as humans struggle with, trying to find a balance between exercising and food but it's not just for the adults but also for the children as well so my guest Jamie you are um uh, not first time person in the studio you mm. you have actually come to us before uh, where we had um Jamie back in December as part of total well-being um so just to refresh the listeners' memories, those that have heard your voice, and and uh, just so people can hear who you are and everything, if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself to the listeners a, a bit about what it is that you do. Absolutely. So, yeah. so my name is Jamie. I'm one of the Healthy Lifestyle Specialists and Registered Nutritionists for Total Wellbeing Luton, mm-hmm. and that's the integrated service. So I run the Maternal Weight Management Programme and the Adult Healthy Lifestyle Programme as mm-hmm. well as the Child Healthy Lifestyle Programme as well. So mm. I'm out and about in the community a lot in my yeah. role, yeah. Um, but I love it. I yes. love every day of it. Yeah, and as we were saying earlier, it's quite nice. It's quite rewarding when you see the changes from when you had a client that was struggling or had a mm. difficulty with something to then actually achieving their goal. So it's quite satisfying. And Absolutely, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of work, work satisfaction from actually seeing the changes, whether it's drinking more water, mm. eating more vegetables, and actually mm. hearing the success story mm. makes my day. It's brilliant. Oh, lovely. And so, Jamie, how long have you been doing this now? So with Total Wellbeing Luton, mm-hmm. um, being with them coming up to six months okay um as a nutritionist mm-hmm. four years wow so, uh, quite a long time yeah. in public health as well okay so listeners we have an expert <laughs> on board today so any questions that you have regarding weight management or uh controlling our food intake and things like that please do texting on 0779481822 or you can whatsapp in any of your questions that you have um for my guest today uh but before um we take any questions or look at questions i i have a list of questions that i um had set aside for uh, jamie to look at so we were looking at um focusing on um adult weight management so um if you can tell us a bit more about how the program works absolutely yeah so the program is a healthy lifestyle program mm-hmm. so it doesn't just focus on weight loss alone or more okay. focusing on creating healthy habits mm-hmm. focusing on a range of healthy lifestyle factors so healthy eating Physical, physical activity, uh, mm-hmm. sleep routine, uh, managing alcohol intake if you drink alcohol, mm-hmm. and also supporting emotional well-being as well by mm-hmm. focusing on the five ways of well-being. Okay. So that involves things like connecting with other people's, okay. trying something new uh, every day, for mm-hmm. example, really some more supporting that emotional as well as physical mm-hmm. well-being. Um, so the program itself, um, it's once a week mm-hmm. um, and it's a 10 week program. Okay. Um, and each week it's 45 minutes of healthy lifestyle education with myself or one of the other nutritionists on the team. Mm-hmm. And then the other 45 minutes is group based exercise with okay. other clients. Okay, wow. Um, so when you're looking at the weight management program, um, what kind of approach is it that we're taking? Is it where you're looking at calorie controlling or you, you need to avoid those foods? How, what, what's the 
approach? Yes, good question. Yeah. We often get that when uh-huh. clients sign up. So the approach is a holistic approach, as okay. we've kind of just touched on. Mm. So we're focusing on not just healthy eating and physical activity, um, mm. and it's a non-diet approach. So we're not okay. saying to clients certain foods are off limits. We're not mm. saying eat this or eat that. It's not prescriptive oh, as such. Yeah. Okay, it's more or less guidance and tools and resources, and we use a lot of behavior change strategies to nudge our clients okay. into making positive healthy changes at home with their eating habits or it might mm-hmm. be physical activity or it might even be around their sleep routine as well so it's mm-hmm. all evidence-based practice and we're really taking a client-centered approach mm-hmm. so um, if one thing works for a one client we might adapt it slightly for the other client yeah. because everyone's an individual at the so end of the day well. yes it's yes. tailor-made absolutely yes. um, so in terms of behavior um, uh, patterns because that's very common with um, when it comes to reaching out for the wrong things uh, how can you can you give us an example of how um, you work around that so what would it what would you do for a client that's absolutely yeah, yeah. so uh, that's more or less thinking about our relationship with food mm. um so a good starting point to consider your relationship with food can be by conducting a food and mood diary okay so that involves basically recording not just what you ate mm-hmm. but who you ate with mm-hmm. what was the time of the day mm-hmm. and mainly how were you feeling when you mm-hmm. ate the food and how were you feeling after you ate the food as well mm-hmm. and this can really help clients to identify certain triggers so what i mean by triggers is certain influences Mm -hmm. that may lead to us reaching for certain foods so it might be stress it might be boredom for Mm -hmm. example might be a trigger Um, and to support clients further with their relationship with food food. we also offer a food and mood workshop um, alongside the weight management program Mm. so that's run with our IAPT uh, talking therapy team okay and it really focuses on getting clients to consider the differences between physical hunger when mm. you've got that rumbly tummy sort of feeling mm. and then emotional hunger where we've mm. actually ate but we still feel unsatisfied for some mm. reason and out of control mm. um so yeah we've got a few things in that's, place that's really good because i think um um, I'm often guilty of that. Like if I'm stressed about or I've got a thought mm. going, I'm not thinking about what I'm eating. So I will reach out for anything. And I'm not really hungry. And I know I'm not, but it's just the comfort of eating Absolutely, in that way. Yeah. So um, that would be very good to um, get some ways around that and dealing. Because I think a lot of uh, people are guilty of that, especially when they're on on, on the food uh, of we've got to go on a diet yeah. or have have some control over our weight where people just eat for the sake of eating. So it's to try and understand your um, emotions and feelings. Exactly, yeah. And mm. the first point is to actually recognise what emotions or feelings are you having because mm. we're such in our you know, robotic routines that we don't mm. think about, oh, I ate this because I was bored. I ate this yeah. because I was stressed because one autopilot. So we're, we're almost what it's what we refer to as eating mindlessly without yes. thinking about it. We just do it. It's an, almost like an automatic response, isn't it, from yes. these emotions. So I guess you have to really consider and stop and think about perhaps I'm eating this food because I'm stressed Mm. how can I actually deal with the stress Mm. in a different way rather Mm. than reaching for let's say the pack of biscuits or the pack of crisps is there something else I can do can I go for a walk Walk. could Mm. I talk to a family member Mm. um, or a friend Mm. and sort of manage my stress in that way instead yes that's very good and because often that that's the best thing to do if you're angry stressed is get up and go off and let some steam off you know go for a punch bag or go you know if it's anger that you're feeling don't you know take it with the food go go and do something different we are physically letting that steam off so i think that's a very good tip of even talking to somebody helps it's a it's a weight off your yes, shoulders yeah so that's um, a very good thing um so um do you have any tips or uh, can, uh, writing a diary? So what are the oh, so I suppose we've talked covered quite a lot of questions. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> the one that I wanted to ask, which I um, I think uh, Brother Tarek did mention it in his show yes. this morning, and he's very guilty of doing this, um, is skipping meals. Now people mm. often feel if I don't have breakfast, then I have a nice big lunch. I'm actually due quite a lot more calories in that meal because mm. I didn't have a breakfast, so I can overeat lunch. And yes. I can overeat at my dinner because yeah. I skipped a meal. So, you know, where do we go with skipping meals? Yeah, so the most common one I think we were discussing before the show, wasn't yeah. it? Breakfast. Mm. Clients tend to skip breakfast thinking they can almost reserve or keep back some calories yes. for, for added meals. And we know from the evidence base that individuals who actually skip breakfast are more likely to be above a healthy rate. Mm. Um, and that's because when we're skipping meals, yeah. we feel hungry, don't we, in yes. between. And when we're hungry, we're almost out of control. 
we're not in a, a good state of mind. Mm-hmm. And when we're out of control, we often tend to go for certain foods that are craving foods. Yes. For example, it might be a certain sugary food, mm-hmm. might be a food high in fat or a takeaway, mm-hmm. or it might be a, a food high in salt, such as a packet of crisps, for example. Mm-hmm. And we don't just tend to reach for these food in small amounts, which mm-hmm. is fine to have. We tend to go over the top and yeah. really overindulge on these foods yeah. and we feel out of control. And that's because we're feeling hungry. So yeah. it's best to have regular meals around mm-hmm. about three to four hours across mm. the day mm. and keep your hunger levels at bay yeah. obviously we might get some feelings of hunger in between yeah. meals mm-hmm. and it's fine then to reach out for one to two healthy snacks it could be a rice cake with some peanut butter yeah. on there yeah. topped up with a banana for example mm. um would be a great snack yeah i mean yeah because uh, a lot of people used to argue with me saying that um the government's initiative of having five a day fruits is impossible to do but when you think actually in between your meals you can have a piece of fruit exactly. and that's five pieces of fruit that you can have a day so you can split that up in between the moments where you you're not ready for a meal but you just want something to curb your hunger a little bit that's when you reach out for a piece of fruit and you know as you said um you can have it on um, a rice cracker you can have slices of bananas on a rice cracker absolutely and you, you've had your fruit and you've curbed your hunger and you can wait that little longer for lunch as well so Mm. And it doesn't have to be fruit. It could be vegetables mm. as well. We could mm. chop up carrot sticks, um, so, yep. cucumber, yeah. and have that with our favourite dip. It could be a fish-based mm. dip or it could be um, a chickpeas or yeah. a hummus-based dip yeah. as well. That's a good idea, yes. And, and that's quite nice as well because you're, you're um, var- varying it. So you're not just having your fruits every day. You're actually having some um, vegetables and salads as well throughout the day. And I think the idea of eating regularly is getting your metabolism going. And um, regulating sugar levels, because as you say, that's the thing that makes us really hungry. Yes. When our sugar levels drop. Um, And often I find I'm very guilty of this is when I'm really hungry and I'm making lunch, I will eat something just to satisfy me for that five minutes. Yes. And I will forget that I've eaten something. And that's that's a calorie intake that's mm. a, you know a, a quarter of my meal for example mm. and I won't I think that was nothing and I'll just yeah. have my meal so and then we don't understand why we're putting on weight because we've eaten something and then we're waiting for our lunch to be ready and then have the lunch as well so we're quite guilty of overeating in that way as well absolutely and again that refers back to that sort of your outward control so you're almost mm. eating mindlessly without even recognizing it or, yeah. or thinking about it so yeah. again referring back to that food diary yeah. It can be good, almost trigger your brain. Think, oh, I've actually eaten something there. I'll note it down and keep track that way. Yeah, and I think being conscious is the key because a lot of us go through our day and uh, we sub. I'll say, I'm very guilty of this. I didn't have much to eat today. And then when I think about it, and I'll, uh, I'll say, oh, I didn't have breakfast today, but mm. I know as I left the house, I did have a piece of toast and a glass of juice. So I did have something. It's not like I didn't have breakfast, but Brilliant. Yeah. I count that as nothing. You know, I didn't, yeah. have, I didn't have breakfast because I didn't sit down and have a yeah. meal. So, you know, we have to go back and retrace ourselves. And I think it's just getting ourselves familiar with whatever we eat is a meal. Absolutely, yeah. And that's yeah. quite a common, with, mm. common one with clients we get on Adult Healthy Lifestyle Programme. Yeah. They often say, um, I'm not sure why I'm putting on weight. Mm. And then when it comes to actually doing a food diary on the programme, they then begin to recognise why they might be, mm. be uh, putting on weight throughout the weeks yeah. by considering actually you know, yeah. recognising oh, I actually had food here yeah. and I had food here yeah. as well. So um, uh, when you do this um, holistic approach to weight management, um, do you look at foods and, and look at the person and say, right, OK, I think you need to cut back on X, Y and Z or how does that work? You know, are there foods that you say to your clients you can't have or you mustn't have? No, not at all. So no okay. foods are off limits. Mm-hmm. Um, and we use the concept, we use the Eat Well Guide um, okay. to promote the concept of a balanced diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we say to clients, it's fine to have, you know, sh- sugary biscuits or whatever, or croissants or whatever your mm-hmm. sort of sweet tooth food may be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be sweet tooth. A lot of clients might even go for takeaways when mm-hmm. they're, f- they're having cravings, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so no foods off limits. It's about having them in small amounts and less mm-hmm. often. So we say to clients, if you're having them seven days across the week, Mm-hmm. and almost put it, the onus back on them. Do you mm-hmm. feel that, that that's something you want to make a change with? Yes. And get the clients to think about what they would think would be a realistic goal to go mm-hmm. from having seven takeaways a week. They often might say, I might drop it down to four and then mm-hmm. to three and then eventually to two. Mm-hmm. Um, so we support them to more or less create 
small realistic goals for themselves so rather than going from one extreme to the other Mm. saying okay currently i eat two packs of biscuits a week Mm -hmm. um next week i'm going to go for zero we get the clients to reflect on that and say well would that actually work for you could you go from two Mm. full packs to zero and get them to think about well actually probably not because i enjoy that food so thinking about just have it in small amounts and less Mm. often not to say you can't have it at all and Mm. over restrict yourself yes and i think that's um because a lot of the diets that are out there um they have these food restrictions and and they do say that you 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 should cut down on this or calorie controlled and what, mm. as soon as you start controlling something that you're taking in a day or you're used to eating that's when it becomes difficult i think and it's and it's less likely to actually last absolutely so yeah. pe- you know um and so do you find that people on this program have actually stuck to things do you do you have you found clients saying I can't stick to this. I'm, you know, what's, you know, are there challenges that clients face? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's entirely mm. normal. There's never mm. going to be a client who doesn't face a challenge in achieving a goal, mm-hmm. whether it's eat more vegetables or cutting back on sugary mm. foods. There will always be what we refer to as slip ups. Mm-hmm. And a slip up is when you're perhaps a little bit inconsistent with your new behavior. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you maybe rather than having you know four biscuits you had a a bit more and overindulged Mm -hmm. and that's absolutely not normal what we want from clients is to not feel guilty about it because when Mm -hmm. we feel guilty about it we're more likely to just give up on the whole journey on your weight loss journey or Mm -hmm. healthy lifestyle journey altogether and so instead more or less think of a slip up as a a learning curve you know Mm -hmm. okay so it's normal Mm -hmm. to slip up from time to time Mm -hmm. and then reflect on it by saying what could I do differently next Mm -hmm. time you know if I'm in that situation perhaps Mm -hmm. you were in a party it was more or less what we call a high risk situation. Yes. You're offered these foods. What else could you do? Could you mm-hmm. perhaps maybe overindulge on the vegetables and the, the dip mm-hmm. instead to fill yourself up so you're more likely to make an informed choice when someone offers you mm-hmm. the biscuits that you're trying to keep control of? Mm-hmm. So more or less think of it as a, as a learning journey, you know? Mm-hmm. We can always learn from our mm-hmm. slip ups and mm-hmm. improve next time. Yeah. And what I like about this is um, it's actually making you think about what you're doing. And it's not just because a lot of the diet you say you know okay you can't have sugar you can't have carbs and you have to uptake your protein so you just literally eat lots of protein and you're avoiding the foods that you probably do like so that becomes quite hard but this is actually getting you to think which is really good because Mm. um I, I think we subconsciously fall into these diets and say right this is you know my restrictions and this is what I need to do whereas this is actually working with us on a realistic approach and looking at us and saying to mm. us, well, what what can we do to improve this? And how? And you're continuously asking yourself questions throughout exactly. the day. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, people might think we're a bit mad um, having conversations with ourselves through the day about should I have this? Should I not? But at least but we we're do, asking yeah. the, those yeah. the correct questions, mm. and we're going uh, down the right road. Uh, listeners, if you have just tuned in, we are. Um, uh, we have Jamie on air to us, with us today, who is a nutritionist and uh, he is running um, um, an adult weight management program, which we are discussing at the moment. And um, we are looking at the holistic approach of how to um, lose weight and manage um, uh, our relationship with food. Um, Jamie is um, uh, an expert on the show today. So if you have any questions around weight management, nutrition um, or any struggles that you have with food, um, uh, uh, please do text in or WhatsApp on the studio on 0779-481-822. We are taking texts and WhatsApp, so um, you are free to ask those questions. Uh, now, looking at um, the weight management, we've talked about food. Now, how does this, is it just solely food that you look mm-hmm. at and discuss uh, weight management through that way? Or is there a physical activity involved in this as well? Yeah, there is. So um, the the second part of the session is group based exercise, mm-hmm. and that's led with our exercise specialists. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very experienced in running uh, circuits, for example, with mm-hmm. clients or group based exercise over two to three years experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this session might not always involve circuits; it can be gym based activity as well. Okay. Often we do a lot of fun games as well. Mm-hmm. It takes clients back to their old days, perhaps oh, when they they used yeah. to play, you know, bench ball as children. Mm-hmm 
but they often enjoy it yeah. um, and get a lot of fun out of it. Yeah, yeah no, that is good. Uh, yeah, re- be going back into our uh, school days and, yes, and yeah. thinking about the sports sort that we played, it's always, yeah. yes, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, so it's always uh, quite nice um, to play those things. So referring back to the programme, um, how are these run? So just we can, um, just before the break comes yes. in, yeah. uh, how are these run? Are they run on a monthly basis, weekly basis? Yeah. And um, uh, do the clients get one-to-one advice? And um, the sessions are free. So if you can just yes. go go on and um, yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. Yes, I think more the logistics side. So mm-hmm. the programmes itself, we run daytime sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we run them at Inspire Sports Centre, mm-hmm. uh, the daytime ones, and also Hightown Community Sports and Arts Centre. And okay. that's a ladies-only session. If we do have any ladies mm-hmm. listening today, they mm-hmm. can um, sign up to that one as well. Mm-hmm. We then have three evening sessions to make it accessible to clients who are perhaps working during the day. Okay. And we have one at Riverbank Primary School, which is opposite Wardown Park mm-hmm. in Luton. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in the evening between, uh, let me check the times. Mm-hmm. It's at 6 and 7.30 for that one. Oh, okay. And then we also have one um, at Lee Manor Recreation Centre between 6 and 7.30. Okay. And then there's one in the Lucy area, which mm-hmm. is Lucy Community Centre. And that's between 5.30 and 7. So the programme is, like I said, once a week mm-hmm. for 10 weeks, mm-hmm. comprising a 45 minutes healthy lifestyle workshop and mm-hmm. 45 minutes exercise. If mm-hmm. clients want to book on, I would say call 0300 555-4152 Okay, yes. So we are heading to a break. I will come back to that question because there's a few more questions and things around that. So, But um, I can't believe the first half of the shower... Shower? Shower? The first half of the show has actually come to an end so um yes listeners uh, we are going to go on a short break and um, but after the break we will continue with my list of questions and we will get some more information from jamie um around weight management and our relationship with food not just for adults but for children too so in the meantime um please go and get yourself a nice healthy drink mm-hmm. and join us after the break inshallah assalamu alaikum Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz and you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. Uh, it's Friday, 31st of January and the time is 10.30. I'm your host Neelam and joining me in the studio is Jamie. Good morning. Hello Neelam. How are you Jamie? I'm brilliant, thank yeah, you. Yeah, so Jamie and I have actually had quite a productive conversation this morning where we've been talking about uh, weight management and our relationship with food um, and how when you get super hungry you end up reaching for the wrong things. But um, the uh, tip uh, that uh, Jamie's offered is actually having conversations with ourselves and reminding ourselves of why we are reaching out for what we are reaching out to and how we can make better choices about what we're doing. So um, looking at it from a, a holistic approach. Um, so before the break, I asked Jamie the question about how the sessions are run um, uh, on a weekly basis. So we know that there's quite a few places in mm. Luton and a lot of this information, listeners, I will try and get posted onto the Facebook page because um, I know it's your probably driving or you're probably doing something where your hands aren't free and you can't make notes of things so i will i will get every uh, information of where these sessions are run on uh, the facebook page as well as the contact details but a lot of the sessions are free and this often brings around some negative connection with the whole concept of mm. being free that if it's free then it's going to be you know experts or they're not going to be experts yeah. is it what's it people that are just so t- you know let's ease the listeners minds with that then Jamie how yeah, does that work absolutely then? so all our programs are run with AFM registered nutritionists so that's mm-hmm. the governing body for nutritionists in the U- UK mm-hmm. Association for Nutrition so you can expect the same evidence-based nutrition support mm-hmm. as you would on any private program that mm-hmm. you pay money for mm-hmm. it'll be exactly the same mm-hmm. yeah okay so there we go so they are health they are health professionals and they have uh, got experience in the field so uh, yes you know do go along to these sessions um, especially if you are considering a more a uh, realistic approach to weight management because um, this is uh, us doing this by doing this you are actually more likely to stick to it on a longer term basis because you're training the mind to eat better and live better mm. rather than cutting things out and, and that's the interesting thing when you look at the holistic approach uh, of the weight management uh, you're not actually having any restrictions of food which is um uh, which is nice and that appeals to a lot of listeners mm. and a lot of people because um we you know we don't like going on diets because it's you can't eat this you can't eat that so it's not that with this case listeners you are just looking at a holistic approach so we have talked about um 
adults and adult weight management. Um, now I wanted to look at it from a family um, perspective, um, how as a family we can look at managing our weight and promoting well-being. Absolutely. So similar to the Adult Healthy Lifestyle Program, mm-hmm. we also run a Child Healthy Lifestyle Program. Okay. So a similar structure. It's mm-hmm. a 10-week program. Mm-hmm. Each session is an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say to the listeners, we don't focus on weight because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of stigma around uh, Child Healthy Lifestyle yes. Programs. It's not about weight or weighing in every week. Mm-hmm. We only weigh in at week one, week five and week 10. And that's mm-hmm. for our statistical purposes. So if the mm-hmm. child doesn't want to track their weight, we don't encourage it in any way whatsoever, okay? Mm-hmm. It's more about promoting fun with other children because mm-hmm. the second part of the session, the other 45 minutes, is taking part in fun games with other children. Right. So the emphasis is really on having fun with other children. Mm-hmm. And then it's a family-based approach. So we encourage families together mm-hmm. to make small changes at home. Mm. That's good. I mean, because... It's very difficult. I mean, uh, young children now, uh, sad, uh, very young children mm. at primary age now, are very self-conscious about the way they look because of how the media is portraying things and my dreaded, hated uh, social media platforms is putting that pressure on young children to conform to a certain way and look Absolutely. like a certain way. And um, when we talk about weight management and we put children and families onto these programs or sign up to these programs, everyone automatically assumes it's the way we look and it's what we need to do to try and change the way we look, which is nice that that's not the focus here. And, mm. and, and what's even nicer is that you're not focusing on their weight solely. So you're not asking them to check weights um, on a weekly basis or a, a fortnightly or however. Mm-hmm. You're actually focusing on them enjoying food and having a good relationship with food so um the tricky question here i'm going to ask is (laughs) as parents uh we do our very best to give our children uh the best in in uh, start to life so Mm -hmm. you know we encourage i mean as as i was saying off air earlier i've i've actually got this monthly um calendar now that i have on the fridge and uh, listeners it is on the facebook page which you can go back and refer to and i've set meals for each day that which i'm so Brilliant. pleased to say i stuck to so well <laughs> today is the last of january so i now need to start again for february but i actually persisted and stuck to it but actually for me it helped me with what i needed to shop for what i knew i needed to take out the night before from the freezer if it was meat or anything I was more organized Mm. with my day. And if I know what I'm cooking, I can just get it done. And the kids know what they're having for dinner. They'll just learn to accept it's a veggie dinner or it's Mm. a meat dinner or something. But how can we as parents try to encourage um, positive eating with our children? Because we have a lot of uh, parents that are trying their best but they have fussy eaters and it's just very difficult to try and get them to eat. Mm. It is and fussy eating is absolutely normal it's a normal part of child development to refuse certain foods okay so if there's any parents concerned out there it is a normal part of child development Um, and one of the the greatest sort of top tips I could share to encourage or get past that fussy eating phase Mm -hmm. is by focusing on what I like to call the three C's okay Okay. so children learn from first of all copying behaviour don't they 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 learn to talk walk by copying behaviour behavior Mm -hmm. similar to food Mm -hmm. they learn to they learn to eat new foods by copying behavior so Mm -hmm. if you can lead by example for example sit down with your children or even with the siblings who are more used to eating certain foods might be vegetables for example which is quite common Mm -hmm. Uh, eat the vegetables with them Mm -hmm. make it a positive environment as well so if they don't eat the vegetables don't make it a big deal don't make it a negative experience you know saying if you don't eat this i'm going to take this away from you just express your feelings in a a positive way say Mm -hmm. okay um that's fine eat the rest of the food and we'll try it again in a few days time okay Mm -hmm. so the next tip is consistency is Mm -hmm. key so a lot of parents tend to offer certain foods around about three to four times and then they'll often tell nutritionists or experts like myself they don't like the food i've Mm. tried it three to four times but we know that children are more likely to take food the more they're exposed to it Mm. so in other words consistency is key so it takes around about 10 to 15 times for a child to accept a new food or a new flavor so Mm. be consistent Mm. try offering it again in the next week or the week after for example Mm. and then the other top tip i would share with parents today is try try and cook with your children as well Mm. that way the children are getting used to the 
smell of the food, yes. the, the way it feels on their the hands, texture, yes. the way it looks as well. So they're mm. becoming more familiar with it, mm. even if there isn't a pressure on the end to eat it. It's more mm. about fun. You know, yes. you're having fun together with your child That's and they're true. still getting exposed to it. Although they might not necessarily eat it, end, it's still yeah. good steps getting them closer to trying it. Yes. And that's a really good tip with the um, getting them involved. I know it's quite hard for me to let my children in my kitchen and let them be free in my kitchen. Yes. But when I do, I do find that if I say, okay, can you peel the carrots and can you um, break the broccoli up? They actually, when it comes to putting the whole meal together, oh, I, I did the broccoli bit and I did the carrot bit. Brilliant, And yeah. they're more inclined to eat it because they had an input. Yeah, there's in this it, achievement so. there, isn't yes. it? Self-achievement, yeah. So I think that's um that's a very good tip and I do and I do like that. So I hope all the parents made note of the three C's there. And the key one that I... I the interesting one is about consistency yes three or four times yep they don't like it so you give up after that but actually 10 to 15 times so um, that's a very mm. uh, interesting fact there because uh, we do give up after the fifth attempt thinking that's it yeah. just don't mind yeah. it so yes that's a good one um, it, going on to that um, one thing that I do find that um, children do tend to grow out of um, liking certain foods so when they're young and you're weaning mm. them for example you can give them anything because I think they're just excited at the concept yes, of eating yeah. um, and then when they start developing into toddler age or two or three mm. they start having this oh I don't like the you know you could have been giving them broccoli from six months onwards and which they ate happily but all of a sudden at the age of two they just don't like broccoli is that again a normal it's stage? a normal part of development stage yeah so yeah. fussy normally occurs around about the age you're saying around about okay. two to three um and it can it, be foods that they've previously it, loved. yeah it can be previous foods that you've oh, introduced wow. during the you know introducing yeah. of solid stage and mm. that they've just decided that, that they no longer like, like the taste of so yeah, yeah it's normal so it's again. What would what would you advise someone again to do in that? So in that again, situation? yeah, use the three C's again. Mm -hmm. Try introducing it again. Mm -hmm. The least thing I would say to do is try and hide the food. A lot yeah, of parents yeah. go for that. That I works in the that. short term, yeah. but in the long term, again, the child's not getting the exposure to the food. Mm -hmm. They're not being able to see it um, mm -hmm. and recognize it and actually smell it and enjoy that food as well by yeah. itself. And there's a lot of things around trust there as well. You almost break in trust with your child by hiding it as well. So there's yeah. a few things. So again, yeah, uh, another top tip would be having consequences, but positive consequences. Okay, okay? so yeah. often people hear the word and they're like, oh, God, consequences must like be negative. Yeah. Exactly. No, yeah. I'm saying positive consequences. Okay. So, for example, if the child eventually tries the food, try and reward them with a non-food related reward. Mm. So not like a chocolate bar or anything yes. like that. Yes. Think about something they enjoy doing. It might be playing their favourite game together outside. Mm. You know, it might be hide and seek or mm. it might be reading their favourite book together as a reward mm. or even going to their favourite park to play if they're a younger child. Yes. Or perhaps if they're an older child, it might be going to the cinema to watch the movie mm. they've been dying to see. Yes. It doesn't have to cost money though. It could be even playing their favourite sport together because uh, children just lo love spending time with their parents let's be honest and having some attention so mm -hmm. you can always think of a positive consequence mm -hmm. on that sort of principle yes that's a very good tip there as well actually I think um uh, I'm guilty of that often where I say to them if you do this I'll give you a treat and it will be a sweet and uh, mm. you know and I, I'm trying to move away from that my children my, especially my youngest has discovered snakes and ladders at the moment so he loves he knows how to play it and he, he's learning how to count onwards and backwards as well so he uh, he loves snakes and ladders so that's my reward now if he Brilliant. does something yeah, like, yeah we'll play a game of snakes and ladders so he, he does refer to that uh, so as parents how can we support um, positive Positive well-being to our young children, and do this um, as a as a family um, connection. How you know what can we do to to promote it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it refers back to our three C's again, but lean by example is great. So it doesn't mm. have to just relate to uh, food. So mm. we know that a healthy lifestyle is related to other factors as well, such so as children's sleep routine, mm. uh, children being active as well. So if you want to improve those areas, again, try and lead by example. Could you perhaps even pretend to go up to bed at the mm. same time as your child? So they think that they're, they're sleeping at, at the same time with them. them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that can be there. Yeah. Yeah. Or we could try exercise them with them so mm -hmm. rather than saying if they're an older child turn off the xbox go outside yes. why don't you say oh 
today we're going to go for a walk to the park mm. would you like to come let's turn the xbox off yes. let's go together and when they say mum's actually going or dad's actually going or her, yeah. even the siblings are actually going yeah. then they're more likely to do that behavior right. as well so think about leading by example and, and doing it together as a family yeah, and that's really why we take this family-based approach because mm. i think a lot of parents often put the just the onus on the child and say well yeah. he doesn't do it he just yeah. sits in his room he plays xbox all day mm. but you know <laughs> if they're seeing you sitting watching tv yes. they're copying the same habits that you're doing almost yes. so if they see you exercising they're more likely to copy that yeah. habit yeah. no that's very true and, and it's um i think the uh, key thing is it's quite nice actually getting involved as a family and doing it because um recently we've started to do a lot more with the children where we're running around and i think it's as they get Brilliant. older you realize that actually they need to because and that's the difficult thing when they're young they are quite active generally mm. they're running around and doing things but as they get older the interest in running around and doing things stops they want to sit down and cuddle up with their favorite book or they want to mm. you know play a game or they just want to do something that doesn't really involve a lot of physical activity so it's quite nice to encourage that and push that on the weekends where we say right we're going to get up and we're going and there's lots out there as well i mean they Absolutely. do um, uh, um a run at Wardown park every mm -hmm. saturday mornings and you know you can get the family involved in that yep. as well so there it, there are things out there that people can and um get so uh, that was my next question so any suggestions as a community how yes can get active? yeah that's a good one so yeah. i think the main barriers to being physically active based mm -hmm. on experience and some of the evidence base is often comes down to time mm -hmm. or can often come to down to parents have a lot of anxiety of let their children play out and mm -hmm. um, perhaps if it's not with them due to the risk of crime or yeah. some harm happening to them etc yeah. so if that's the case if it's down to bad weather or even the risk of them getting harmed when they're out and about mm -hmm. why not try and in door game so it doesn't okay. necessarily have to be running around because I know a lot of parents will be like they'll they'll break things but there's a lot of um, game ideas on Change for Life and okay. that's uh, Change for Life 10 minute wake up shake up games okay. and a lot of these games require just a small space mm -hmm. and you can use everyday household items like tea towels for example okay. to play the games um, and even 10 minutes would make a big difference yeah. so even if it's a small game let's say it's raining outside mm -hmm. 10 minutes makes a big difference to that child's health and your health as well yeah. so start small and then aim bigger yeah. and then again if the barrier like I said we've kind of touched on that already is is time rather mm. than saying oh I need to do an hour and exercise with my child yeah. split it up into 10 minutes if you're having a busy day yeah. you've got to cook the tea you've got to do some admin mm. for work etc why not just say to your children right let's have a 10 minute walk around the block it's mm. a great way for you as a parent to clear your head and it also gets the child and yourself exercising so mm. 10 minutes make a big difference like mm. I say to your health and well-being it doesn't have to be that you need to do an hour in, mm. in the time frame break it up throughout the day you know mm. it could be walking to school for 10 minutes walking mm. back from school mm. and then again before you cook tea could you go for a game outside together or could mm. you go for a walk as well so think about it that way rather than just doing it all at once yeah and i think that's the uh, because when i read the headline about the ch children aren't five to 16 year olds are not getting um the 60 minute government automatically mm. i thought wow an hour of exercise and i linked it to being an hour rather than actually splitting it up yes the day, yeah you do yeah. which is which we're all guilty of you think i just need to get them to do an hour of physical yes. activity and that can actually be quite draining as well so absolutely it's but quite nice to split it up and i think that's a good idea actually, yeah well. especially in a busy lifestyle you know mm. trying to fit an hour in your day just for exercise so yeah but we've almost got a thing built in our mind that we do just think rather than breaking it up across the day we think it's got to be done here and now yes, hasn't it so yes. um and it's that was hard. again with the meals like when we were saying um if you don't have breakfast then you can eat like a king later on whereas yes. actually you should try and spread that across the day yes um and earlier on i asked a question actually about um this myth about oh you know when it comes to meal times at dinner time you shouldn't eat a lot because it's night time and you know you're gonna have less time to burn that off yes is that just yeah. a myth it is absolutely your body doesn't have a clock okay. so it doesn't say it's six o'clock oh she's eating toast she's eating carbohydrates <laughs> yeah. i'm going to store this as fire okay yeah. it's more or less considering the whole energy balance from every foods across mm. the day so not just carbohydrates protein mm. fats for example as well mm. thinking about it across the day how much energy you're taking in compared to how much energy you're using up mm. but we do we almost become obsessed over either specific food yeah. or a specific meal thing and that's the cause that we're gaining weight yes. but it's more or less the energy balance 
across the whole day, day rather yeah. than individual meals. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So because I'm guilty of that, I'll think, okay, it's late now. I mustn't have my heavy meal now, even though yeah. I'm starving. And then I'll go to sleep hungry and probably have a really horrible night. And I wish I'd ha- actually had eaten. And the other thing is sleep yes that's a big it's one. very key important part of weight loss and you Absolutely. wouldn't think sleep actually had such a an impact on losing weight but it's very important so i mean are there guidelines as to how much adults and children should be getting or does it vary down to the individual there is you can get a lot of guidelines from the sleep council okay. um if, 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 if listeners are looking for guidelines yeah. but it does often vary down to the individual they're not kind of hard evidence-based guidelines at at the moment. Um, And you're right, sleep does have a relationship. um, Sleep does impact our relationship with food. Mm -hmm. So if we're lacking sleep, you know, had three to four hours sleep, Mm -hmm. for example, uh, the next day we're more likely to have increased hunger hormone. Mm -hmm. And then when we've got this increase in hormones, Mm -hmm. we're more likely to reach for those um, sugary foods or foods we want to overindulge in. And that can lead to, obviously, weight gain if we're overindulging on these foods. So I think... A lot of people forget that sleep is connected with your mm. appetite and in your hunger control throughout the day as well. Yeah. And sometimes um, people mistake hunger for thirst. So you could just have some Absolutely. water and go to sleep and you could yeah. sleep as well as you would have had if you had a, a, a slice of toast or something, you know, where you didn't really need that. So the key is to... Um, to just try and understand your body and make sure because we need to drink water throughout the day and people forget that bit as well absolutely We're so focused yeah. on eating we forget that how much water intake and that's um because a lot of people think oh mm. it's summertime now so we need to hydrate our body but that's a myth again <laughs> Yeah, so you've got to hydrate your body regardless if it's summer or if it's winter. I think yes. during the winter we forget because we're more likely want hot foods or yes. even a hot drink. But yeah. water is also key through the winter time. So mm. the government's recommendation around that is drink six to eight glasses of water a day as a minimum. Mm. So you can go obviously above and beyond that if you yes. want. Obviously things count towards fluid intake. So coffee and tea would count. Mm. But we wouldn't recommend certain teas mm-hmm. um, next to mealtime and that's because they contain tannins which can interfere with iron absorption so the amount of iron yeah. you get from your food yeah. so if you are going to have a, a cup of tea for example we recommend having it in between your meals mm-hmm. once you've had a chance to digest and get all those key nutrients mm-hmm. from your food. food that's a good tip actually yeah because a lot of people wouldn't have thought that you just know it's, it's a hot drink yeah and i think it's it's a lot of cultures tend to have the tea straight after yes. you know my grandparents used to have it yes. sitting sitting with his breakfast yes. having the tea or straight away having it after a main meal yeah and not realizing sort of the interference there with iron absorption right. yeah yes that's key so um i think we've covered quite a lot is there anything else that you wanted to add to what we've shared because um i know listeners are probably especially when we were talking about breakfast and me suggesting that i eat mm. bread throughout my day i really struggle with finding what to eat when to eat and how yes. to eat so the key is preparation so you it is d- you need yeah to prepare, so it's planning in advance so mm. it's actually using tips like you've shared today you know it mm. could be uh, having a board up there and plan the meals in advance for the week and that mm. way you know what exactly what you're going to buy when you get to the yes. shops rather than just spend an hour in there yes. flying around looking at the I deals know. thinking should i buy this should i buy that mm. which often leads to us buying foods that we're often high in salt fat and yeah. sugar because that's when the most deals are on these foods yes. buy one get one free is often on these foods isn't yeah. it so um it's a shame really isn't it because i know all the healthy foods you think i think when i went on my health um when i went on this big health mode of oh, we're going to eat everything healthy i did find that i was spending more but i did buy in bulk because um mm. my thing is uh, when i buy vegetables a lot of them i peel chop and freeze yes so i can just you know i know i'm not going to end up throwing that vegetable away it's yeah. in the freezer i can take it out as and when i need it but um it does it does get expensive eating healthy it can do yes mm. but just to let listeners know it doesn't have to be if fruits and vegetables are costing you a lot of money mm. it doesn't have to be fresh so from Frozen is just as good as fresh. Yeah. Frozen is actually picked at the right time of year and okay. it's frozen. So the, the nutrients are actually still stored in the food oh, because the okay. bacteria obviously can't attack the food mm-hmm. when it's in the freezer. So frozen saves us a lot of money and yeah. it's, it's just as good as fresh. You can also try tin vegetables as well. A lot of clients are put off thinking, does the tinning on the canning process affect the food? And mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really affect the food. So it's fine to have and it still contains vitamins and minerals. So you could try having some tinned, for, for example, mm-hmm. peas 
rather than frozen peas. As long as it's stored in water and not in salt, we would encourage you to have it. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea as well. So, um, any recipes that um, you have yes. for listeners or anywhere where they could go to get? Them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I would say visit Change for Life. Okay. They have some great recipe ideas. They also have an app where you can get a lot of uh, breakfast ideas, mm-hmm. uh, lunchtime, or even evening meal ideas mm-hmm. and snack ideas, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. Or if you're an adult, um, if you go on the NHS Choices, there's a lot of snack ideas on there mm-hmm. and some meal ideas on there as well to support you with your weight loss journey if you're doing it by yourself at home. Oh, that's lovely. So um, again, listeners, I will um, be posting that on the uh, Facebook page of the show so that you can... Um, connect and find out more information again and maybe get some recipes out yeah. and uh, share those recipes with us what what was your favorite one and what did you enjoy doing as well that'd be nice to hear back from the listeners now um before we cut short on time um is uh, if the listeners wanted to get in touch with yourself and find out further information yes about where do we go yeah good question so mm. i would say if they're interested in the child healthy lifestyle program mm-hmm. contact the weight management team directly so the number is 078 Nine three eight eight four nine, and that's our manager Layla's number. So you can okay. get in touch directly that way. If you're interested in the adult healthy lifestyle program, mm-hmm. please call our health and wellbeing coordinators, mm-hmm. and that number again is zero three hundred five 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 four one five two and they'll ask you a few questions over the phone Mm -hmm. just to make sure you're eligible for the program Mm -hmm. and again remember it's completely free and commissioned with Mm -hmm. Luton Borough Council okay that's brilliant so and there's quite a few centres that run these places as well so that will all be found when you contact them they'll be able to tell you your nearest one and everything so that's brilliant well thank you so much Jamie for everything I think we covered lots and um, I'm hoping that uh, listeners uh, did actually um benefit from Mm. all that and um uh you know as always um weight management is something that's continuous so you know i hope that this journey uh, will be a productive one for us all um i um have a couple of um uh, events to share we have um preparing for uh, marriage which is uh, running at hockwell ring community center in luton and that's saturday 1st of february from 2 till 4 p.m um, we do have um, a family event that's running and i'm just going to get my text message on that because I didn't have the full details on that. So it's called a monthly night program, which is running for the first time in Luton. Um, And uh, this is again, Saturday, 1st of February from 7.15 till midnight. And it's a family event till midnight. So this will be quite interesting. And it's actually happening at, uh, it's open to brothers and sisters and it will be fully segregated. So um, there'll be separate sections for uh, brothers and sisters. And there'll be um, activities, um, games, a midnight feast, a story night, and quiz, and this is all happening at uh, Medina Masjid. So um, it's an amazing program for the youth to spend the night at the masjid as a family, and. Um, it's uh, got lots of games and activities involved. So this is, I believe, the first time uh, that you uh, Luton is running something like this. So it'd be interesting to see how this uh, would work and how chaotic <laughs> or not chaotic it would be. But um, thank you, listeners, for tuning into today's show. And again, thank you so much you. Uh, to Jamie for his input in uh, today's show. As always, I hope that the listeners have been able to take something positive from the show. Um, now, as a tradition of the show, I like to share an inspirational quote for my listeners don't let a stumble in the road be the end of your journey uh, Jumma Mubarak and Assalamu alaikum Thank you for listening to our podcast we stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org you'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton